This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, you are listening to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a three times weekly audio show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom and I'll be here each and every Friday for the Blue Monday preview show with a special guest to get their inside of you on the next opponents for Ipswich Town. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the big one. We have a big guest. You may know him from YouTube. You may have said nasty comments in his <laughs> in his page. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jack Reeve on the other end of Skype. Jack, how are you doing? Ben, it is an absolute pleasure to be here, I must admit. And uh, I hope that your listeners um, aren't too hateful towards me. But if they are, I completely understand that. And I completely sympathise with that viewpoint because I have been known in the past to slag off your to, to your, your football club. Uh, but that's natural. I'm sure you've slagged Norwich off. So um, hopefully... Never. Never. Yeah, hopefully you will uh, maybe gain a little bit, just a little bit of, um, of, of respect for me during this, Absolutely. hopefully. Um, I, think, I think the general scale of it, face-to-face people are nice. On yeah. Facebook, people are a little bit mean. On Twitter, <laughs> people are quite nasty. And on YouTube, people are just bloody horrible, aren't they? Well, yeah, I think, I think you've got that right to a certain extent. Although my, my past trips to Portman Road... Uh, I, I wouldn't agree that the fans are nice to your face either. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of the social media scale, I think you're absolutely bang on with that. Um, so tell us a bit about the YouTube channel and podcast and whatnot and where people can check you out and just how it started, really, because you've, you've been doing it quite a long time now, haven't you? Yeah, surprisingly a long time. And considering I'm not that old, it's, um, I suppose that surprises people more. So the YouTube channel is Talk Norwich City. Um, and on there, you can, you can find the podcast as well and, and on iTunes and everything. And basically, it, it's, it's very similar to what you guys do, but we are video prominent. So um, all of our content is video based. And uh, it's basically life, life as, a, as a Norwich City fan. And, um, and as I'm sure a lot of your fans can, can understand, life as a championship football fan, because that's kind of where we've spent the majority of our time uh, in, in recent times. But no, it, it's fan media. Um, you guys know what that is. And it, it's Norwich City based. And I'm a Norwich fan. I love, I love my football club. And um, it, it, it's very easy to make content on, on something you love, isn't it? Great stuff. Um, so look, what we normally do, we go back um, back to last season and get a bit of context for the game. So... Um, 
I don't know whether it was a quirk. I, I think the fixture list is rigged personally because it was for two seasons. It was like August. It was like the second or third game. So it was August yeah. 21st um, last year, a 1-1 draw, um, a kind of hotly disputed offside goal right at the start. And then Jerome with a nice finish for you guys for the 1-0 lead. Um, Murphy was having one of his good games. He was beating up a bit on the centre-half but strangely Jonas Knudsen and even more stranger with his right foot scores on half time and then I, I don't know if I'm misremembering this it was like both the managers just said well I don't want to lose and then the other one said well I don't want to lose and nothing really happened in the second half what are your um, recollections of that one it's funny because before we started and, and, and before um, you started recording, you said, oh, we'll, we'll go back to last season's games. And I had to quickly Google what the score was at Portman Road because it was it was that uh, forgettable. And it was a long while ago as well. As, as you say, it was, uh, it, it was very early on in the season, wasn't it? And I made the trip down to Portman Road. I think it was a very, very warm day, actually. Um, I know it was very stuffy on the Greater Anglia train from Norwich, but... Yeah, we took the lead, and I, and I think at that point in the season, I can remember making um, my fan cams after the game, and there were a few fans who were saying that we're going to go on and win the league this season. Obviously, things changed a lot from, from that point onwards for Norwich City. But, it, it, yeah, like you say, we, we took the lead. We looked fairly decent. You guys had an off, an off uh, well, a goal disallowed that probably should have been um, allowed. And then, and then Jonas Knudsen, who... He only scores in derbies, doesn't he? Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, he's got he's got two goals both against Norwich. Yeah, so that, that's that's an unbelievable record. But yeah, as you say, I think that was we should, as Norwich City fans, we probably should have realised at that point that that Alex Neil wasn't going to be in charge for, for that much longer, or shouldn't have been in charge for that much longer. I know he he, he got. A, a few more months in the end, but um, yeah, it, it wasn't the best of games, and and I'm sure we'll talk about it in a minute. But the game at Carrow was was poor as well, and I'm sure we'll get onto it in a minute. But um, I th- I'm I'm really excited about the whole narrative of, of this of this season's derby because I think it's going to be so much different to what we saw last year. Yeah, sure. Um, so game two, um, our season is just like fizzling out we we drew like mm-hmm. seven games in nine it was like the I think the draw came into like six to four and all the bet and it was that obvious we were drawing all the time and this is right at the end of the um Alex Neal reign so it was 1-1 and for six glorious minutes for the first time in forever we actually had the lead so I mean it's kind of yeah. like kind of like baby steps towards this <laughs> win so um and Knudsen again miraculously um getting up from left back and heading one in and then Murphy smashed in the equaliser. My memories of this one is that um, our goalie played well um, yeah. and you seem to have loads of attacking midfielders and not a lot <laughs> not a lot going forward and it felt like if you had switched out one of your um, I think there was Naismith and Houlihan and Murphy mm-hmm. and it felt like if you'd switched out one of those you would have probably beaten us I think. Yeah, my, my my memories of, of this game are so much more vivid, and and where I sit, I sit in the Barclay, right up against the wall from the away fans. So that six minutes were, were probably the worst six minutes of my lifetime because there's <laughs> there's what two two and a half thousand Ipswich fans giving it big uh, to me who's standing there, and it, it, you are right in my eyesight, and I can't not look at Ipswich fans. So that was horrible. I can remember absolutely berating Murphy because he just completely lost Nudson. On that run, it was a, it was a delightful floated ball into the back post, but it, it we should have cleared it, and it, it was a good. I think it was headed down, wasn't it, past Ruddy, and then 
um, yeah, your, your keeper had an absolute world the other day. Um, we created some chances. I think we'd hit the post. I think a fantastic save off Tete, I can remember. And, and Murphy, it, it was interesting, actually, because that Murphy goal was probably one of the easier shots that, that your keeper yeah, should have saved. Agreed. It was it was pretty much straight at him, and it just kind of somehow crept under him. And and then once again, from that point onwards, from, from the goal until the final whistle, it just fizzled out. And that was a big game for Norwich because if we would have, I think we'd, I think we'd won the previous two games to that. I might be wrong, but I know the form into that game wasn't too bad. And we were still, it, it wasn't very likely, but we still had a little sniff of the playoffs at that point. And if we would have won that game, it would have been more about momentum and, and kind of the spirit that could have been built off the back of that. But <laughs> you guys are likely saying this, but I think that killed our season off last year in terms of that draw because if we would have won that game and at points it did look like we were going to win it I think we may probably wouldn't have done but we may have had a bit more of a chance of getting in the playoffs yeah sure so um the the way I was looking at it I just looked at the date so Neil goes like two or three games later and it looks like Uh your board kind of gave him every chance It, it looks like they waited until they dropped far enough below the playoffs to say look he's He's messed it up. We're we're not going to go up. And then, if I'm not misremembering this, they didn't appoint anyone for the for the rest of the season, did they? Yeah, yeah, you're correct. And so I, you're probably more on the dates than me. But it was. I think we had about eight. I think there was about ten games of the season left when Neil got sacked. Neil should have been sacked in. God, oh God, October time. It, 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 it was never going to improve. And, and like you say, we gave him every chance he could have had. And he couldn't have dreamt of a, of a bigger opportunity than he got at Norwich City. And unfortunately, it didn't work out in the end. But um, yeah, I, I think that Ipswich game was probably people realise that like, there's not much time left in this now. We've got nothing left to fight for this season. We haven't beaten Ipswich this season. We haven't really given the playoffs even even a chance and 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 that was pretty grim because you've got 10 games of the season left where you've got nothing to play for and that's really disappointing then Alan Irvine came in and I think he was originally meant to be having like two games in charge an interim boss and he ended up managing us until the end of the season and and done very well actually and um yeah we certainly waited and waited and waited before we were appointed a new manager and that new manager eventually came and Daniel Farker um, so I've got a couple of questions. First of all, on Neil, um, you, mm. you, you know much more about him than I do. I never thought he was that good. I thought he kind of, um, I thought you had a really good squad when you came down, you know, some really properly good, you know, sort of Premier yeah. League level players and kind of scraped in. And then it felt like he failed in the Premier League and then he failed um, in the Championship, obviously, that season we've just been speaking about. Um, so my first question is, is he going to prove us wrong? Because he's doing really well for Preston at the moment. And my second question is, with this, because it wasn't just a new manager, it was a complete, like, shift around, you know, a sporting director and yeah, all of yeah. that. And one year before parachute payments potentially stop. So do me a bit on Neil and then, like, a complete regime change at, <laughs> at that point. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to talk about there. In terms of Alex Neil, he, he's people forget how young he is. He's what 30, 34 now, and he was managing some players older than him. And let's not let's not also forget he'd come in from Hamilton, um, and he'd taken Hamilton to their highest ever finish. Since then, they're really, really struggling both financially and, and on the pitch as well. So he'd done fantastic things there. His first six months at Norwich City w- was unbelievable. He took us from 12th in the table when Neil Adams got sacked. To, to to the was it third or fourth 
um, playing some spectacular football, the best football we've seen since, since Lambert, easily, in terms of the, the fluidity we were playing with and, and the attacking spirit we were playing with. Did he get lucky? I don't think you can call it luck. Uh, he did have a good team, granted, but let's not also forget Neil Adams couldn't get the best out of that team. And, and it, there were players in that team who were tricky characters to manage um, and, and players who, who had big ego and won big money. So to take us from 12th in the table in 2014-15 um, to, to, to the playoffs and then beat you guys and then beat a, fan, a very, very talented Middlesbrough squad in the final was certainly not to be sniffed at. Um, and then the Premier League season, it looked like at a certain stage we were going to stay up. I think a slight bit of naivety and, and that coupled with the fact he had a very average squad and, and we didn't invest in the right areas didn't help. Um, but he had backing from both fans and, and, and the board. Fans can't say that they didn't think Neil was the right man for the job. Even when we got relegated, I certainly believed in him to take us back up. And, and so did other fans and so did the board. And unfortunately, it, it then came to a head that this is a this is a manager that maybe didn't have a plan B. His man management was poor. He didn't handle players in the right in the right fashion, and and that's simply inexperience. Um, basically, I, I am slightly surprised in how well he's doing at Preston. I didn't think he'd, he'd do that well there. I think it's a it's a pretty average squad to be fair that they've got and they're doing well. Is that the same effect he's having there as he did when he, his first season at Norwich? I'm not so sure. I did also say when Alex Neil was here that he would be a Premier League manager and a good Premier League manager in the next 10 years. And I, I do still believe that I think there is a good manager in there. Um, in terms of the overhaul, it, it's bold. Uh, it is bold, but it was needed. And, um, in, and, and you have to make big decisions when, 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 when things aren't going quite so right. And Norwich have been dawdling for five, six years. And yes, David McNally, our previous CEO, w- was good. Um, and, he, and he saved us from from absolute financial meltdown. But his planning and the way he went about that planning was poor. And that eventually came to a head. And now Stuart Webber has, has picked up what is a, a bit of a mess, both financially. We're in a not not a, a bad state, but not the best state ever. And um, and that's reflected with the with the amount of money we're paying for players um, and the amount of money we're giving players in wages um, and the players we've had to sell as well um, and also the the way we've got about it. But it's it, it's a move that had to be made. Um, I think we've got the best people in 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 the right positions to to over, to, to oversee that change and um, it's exciting, but also very nerve wracking times to be a Norwich fan. I think that's fair to say. Fantastic. Um, so. It would take me a long while to go through all of these um, new faces. So loads of sort of in and outs. Um, I've, I've yeah. got the ins here. Hanley, Franker, Steeperman, Husband, Vrancic, Raggett, who was who Ipswich fans know from Lincoln last year. Mm. Uh, Abrahams, Watkins, who Ipswich were interested in. Um, Tribal, Zimmerman, Gunn, son of, and Reed. Um, how has this load of players sort of transitioned kind of into a team and um, the first quarter has been a bit weird, isn't it? Because you kind of were, were mediocre, then had that horrible game against um, Millwall and then it's been pretty good since then, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a very, very up and down season. In terms of the players that we brought in and out, I think there was a stat or it's just a fact that in terms of players in, players out and players loaned in and out, there's 45 players um in total, which is a hell of a turnaround. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, 
and and as well as that, you've got players, a lot of them coming in from, from Germany and places like that. We before this season, we've never had a German player, and now we've got like a whole team of them. Um, Norwich so, never had a German player until now. Wow. For now, actually, no, I'm trying so, to now think of Ipswich and a German player, and they'll, 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 <laughs> there'll be people literally banging their head against the wall because there'll be a really obvious one. But I'm on I'm on the spot. Go go ahead, Jake. Sorry. Yeah. So um, yeah. It, I look back at, at walking it. So I went to Aston Villa. We lost 4-2 there. Terrible, terrible performance. And then it was Millwall the following week and we'd lost 4-0. And I walked out of the den and I, I genuinely looked at my mate and I was like, I, I don't know where we're going here because I was I put so much faith in Farker. I put so much faith in these new signings. And I, just, I was looking at a team that didn't know how to defend, didn't know how to attack, didn't know how to keep the ball. The, the tactics were, were, were prehistoric and I looked at it and I thought I, I don't know what where we go from here and since then we had an international break and and we started to build we started to build um the defense has been a miraculous turnaround we we went five no six games in a row um keep a clean sheets that was a club record um so locking that defense up was huge and, and we've nicked away wins at Middlesbrough at Reading um at Sheffield United three probably of the toughest places anyone or go this season and picked up points. So it's just slowly building momentum and, and that Farker um, way of playing football that he, that he brought over from, from Dortmund is, is starting to be implemented and the players have gradually started to, to, to bear in. So it's, it's very much a patience game for Norwich City fans and that's hard as a football fan of any club to, uh, to get behind because we want things and we want things now. But I think if Norwich fans do invest their time into this into this regime and 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 things go as they're going at the moment then we're in a fairly promising place great um so talk to me about some of the standout players and um i'll throw in the ones i'm interested in these midfielders Mm. tribal madison and vrancic but if you can do a bit on them and um who who's kind of been you know the mainstays because really from the from the alex neal team there's not really that much left over now is there no, I think I think I read an EDP article today that said the our starting eleven from from the game at the weekend. I think only three of them players played against Ipswich last season. I think it was like Jerome and, and a couple of others. I can't even remember now. Um, the, one of the players you mentioned in there who has been unbelievable is, is Tom Tribal. Now this is a man who doesn't look like a footballer. Uh, was was re- really highly rated in 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 Germany as a youngster, and then went off the rails a little bit with his personal life. And we signed him on a one year deal. He came in in trial. Farker liked him. Stuart Weber, I don't think, was too convinced. And um, we signed him up on a one year contract. And he has been unbelievable. And when I, I mean unbelievable, he is he's a central defensive midfielder, and he's everywhere. And we so haven't is, had is a player a, like him. Jack, is he a holding midfielder, or is, does he? kind of create and play it about no he, he's very much a holding midfielder so he will sit just in front of the defence and he'll mop things up he'll give the ball to someone else and he'll get back into position and and that he is the man who maybe Tim Close coming back into the side from injury but he's the man that's definitely solidified our defensive line um, he, he's a machine and he's been fantastic and another, it's weird because the signings we thought were going to be fantastic the likes of Mario Vrancic the likes of Franca Hanley Mario Vrancic as, as I mentioned haven't been that great and the likes of Zimmerman Tribal Gunn have been the standouts you look at Franca three and a half million you look at Hanley three and a half million Hanley hasn't been given a chance because Zimmerman and Close have been so good Franca was very disappointed when he was in the team so our biggest signings have been arguably the worst so far so it's very strange how it goes sure um 
so with that in mind, can you give us a kind of predicted um, team and system? And um, you talk about the Farker style. Can you just give us a bit of an idea what what that will be as well for Saturday? Uh, Saturday, yeah, def- sun- Sunday. It's always on Sunday now, isn't it? Sunday, yeah. No, definitely. So first of all, I start with the way Farker likes to play. It's very much a possession based style of football so we will try and keep the ball and we will try and to be fair though let, let me maybe let me rephrase that because the way we've played at home and the way we've played away has been a stark contrast so the big wins for us this season Sheffield United away 1-0 Middlesbrough away 1-0 Reading away 2-1 all of them games have been we've sat back we've soaked up pressure and we've hit teams on the break um in terms of at home, where we've struggled, we, we haven't scored many goals at home at all. And, and that's been the frustration for Norwich fans. We've tried to keep possession. And the other team, the opposition, has sat behind the ball. And we've struggled to break teams down. Um, so, And this is the really interesting thing. I don't have a clue how we're going to play at Ipswich. Because I don't really know how you guys are going to play. Because I think McCarthy's been slightly different in the ways he's set been, up your guys. Jack here. has been all over the place. You you. You ask um, 100 Ipswich fans what the system is and what the best team is. It, he doesn't know. And it's slightly concerning that it's the middle of October and he's got <laughs> he's got the most deep squad he's had. And um, we didn't have a clue. Went to Sheffield on um, Saturday and Spencer played every minute just mm. on the bench. <laughs> he was gone. Webster's come back. He played. Um, Garner wasn't around. So it was... Waghorn and McGoldrick up front. That's the first time we've seen that. Selena's um, this kind of Man City winger who looks like he could be brilliant, so but doesn't run back in front of his fullback, <laughs> so Mick doesn't like yeah. that. Um, Amy was good for a couple of games, and then he came out. I can't. I haven't got a clue how we're going to line up. I mean, I mean that's the exciting thing, I think, because you ask Norwich fans, and yeah, we could probably name five or six players that will start, but in terms of the way we play... I'm not sure, sure because it has been so different and our, and our success has come in different methods to what we're used to. And I think you guys could probably agree with that from your point of view in terms of you guys are playing different styles of football with, with different types of players. So when I said at the start of this that it's going to be a completely different narrative, it is because we've both got different sets of expectations this season. We've had in different starts. You had a fantastic start. We had a shocking start and it's kind of switched around. So I can only tell you what I've seen so far away from home. We've sat behind the ball and we've tried to hit teams on the break. I think that's going to be different this weekend. I think we've got to try and keep the ball a little bit more. Yeah, we, won't, we're going to go. we won't come out if you do that. That's what McCarthy will do. He'll, I was thinking that when I looked at all the away wins, it's like they were all against teams who probably, you know, pushed on and such. So I don't know whether that will be the pattern on um, Sunday. Okay, through the joys of Skype and probably karma for me interrupting him, um, we just <laughs> lost our connection for a second. Jack, you were talking about we were talking about the style of play and how your away wins had come against teams that kind of took you on, and how you don't. Well, I don't think. I think no, maybe that was my my term. That's probably not going to happen on on Sunday. Yeah, and I, yeah, Skype, by the way, it's, it's hard to actually have a proper conversation, isn't it? Because it's just like the delay. But what I was saying is the, the game that I look back on with, with most dread this season was Millwall away. And that was a game where they were happy to soak pressure up. And because we, it was, it was early on in the season, so I'm not so sure if we've improved. But attacking-wise, we've struggled to break teams down this season. And they soaked pressure up, hit us on the counter. 
long balls forward, set pieces, and, and they'd done us over. The games that we've won, Middlesbrough, Reading especially, they, they were all out attacking. We soaked it up and, and little bits of quality was the difference. So um, I don't think there's been a game this season that's going to be like the derby this weekend. That excites me hugely. It also fills me with dread. Um, and I, and I, think that, I think that's the way it always goes, isn't it? So the ones that are definitely going to play, I think, on our end... Um, obviously, Bielkowski will definitely play in goal. Chambers will definitely play centre-half. So we need to keep him away from Wiltshire after that bloody... You probably don't know about this, but Wiltshire absolutely demolished Chambers for Wigan. But Chambers was playing right back then, and um, yeah. poor guy. Yeah, it was just... It wasn't good. But Chambers will definitely play. Um, Nudson will <laughs> probably definitely play because he scored in the last two games. Uh, Skews will definitely play. McGoldrick will definitely play. And if Garner's fit, please God, um, he'll play because that's his type of game, and we really missed him. Yeah. Who, who are the ones that will definitely, definitely be out for be playing for Norwich? I think I think for, for Norwich fans, the, the certain players at the moment is the defensive line, which is very pleasing because in, in recent years that's been the area in which we've struggled the most. So Gunn will definitely be in goal. Pinto, our captain at right back. The defensive pairing of um, the centre back pairing of close for Zimmerman is a guaranteed starter, and probably James Husband at left back. Who Norwich fans, including myself, we were like, "Who is this guy? What is he doing in here?" <laughs> but um, since then, he's improved quite drastically. If not, we've got Marco Stephen, who I think will be back fit from from injury. He's been out for a couple of weeks. In terms of, I think we'll pl- go with a with a similar formation to what we've done previously, which is like a four two three one. Um, the same formation, funny enough, that we played under Alex Neal, but a lot more effectively this time. So in front of the defence, uh, it will be Tom Schreibel, uh, who, who's the first name on the team sheet. Now, it was Alex Tete next to him, but he's been ruled out for about two months, which is is disappointing for Norwich fans because um, so, he was really coming into some nice form. So it's probably going to be Harrison Reed next to him, the, the guy we've got on loan from Southampton, who's been decent, um, but there's a slight bit of inexperience in there. Um, and there's a slight bit of naivety when it comes to championship football. In terms of the players in front of that, you you know as much as me. Um, you, you could put Madison in there. You were saying about Yannick Vujka. Personally, he's probably my favourite player at Norwich. But, but he'll I don't be, think he's he'll be more out to the left, though. So he'll be away from Chambers, won't he? Well, he's been playing on the right. Oh, so, okay. Beg your pardon. So, but... I say he plays on the right, he starts on the right, he usually ends out at like left back or something. So, um, it, yeah, literally, our, our attacking, we've got so many talented attacking players, I don't know who's going to play there. Um, now, I suppose. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. 
NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The big one for you guys is Nelson Oliveira, his comments this oh, week. Nelson. Um, is, is he fit? I don't know. I don't think he is fully fit. Do, do we risk him? I don't know. Would we go with him over Jerome? Once again, I don't know. Will, will we be saying Nelson from the start of the game? I don't think so. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, as soon as you said that, do you know um, the four-two-three-one? Mick has a habit yeah. of matching up. Um, and we did the show with the Blades fan last week. And he said three five two, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to play three five two. Then out they come three five two. I think yeah. um, Kenlock didn't have a good game for us on the weekend, and I think he's going to go for the more experienced. If there's a guy who's played a hundred games and a guy who's played twenty, I think he's just going to go for the guy who's played a hundred. So I think we might go four two three one because obviously he'll have studied all all this and he'll he'll mm. know he'll know what you know as well. Um, that would be interesting, actually, which, um, right, let me modify my prediction now. I think it will be Bar. <laughs> I think Spence will come back right, but no, he won't drop Iorfa. Oh, it'll be back four. Oh, screw this. I can't, I can't think. He needs to somehow get Garner, McGoldrick and Waghorn all playing, and that's three forwards. So. Yeah. Christ, God knows what's going to happen. Anyway, <laughs> what do you think? How do you, how do you, see, it, um, how do you see it playing out? I mean, the more the more we've chatted, the less, the less you know. Yeah, no, quite. Um, I, I do feel confident, but it, it. I was speaking to my mate today about this. Actually, it's the cycle of the build-up to the derby. So usually, like this stage in in the week where we've got like five or six days before it. <laughs> confident, yeah. I'm ridiculously confident. I'm like, <laughs> we're going to smash them. We're going to win the league. Probably going to be in the Champions League within the next five years. Daniel Farkett has taken us to glory. <laughs> Ask me this Saturday morning when I'm bricking it, and especially some. Actually, Sunday morning I get a little bit more confidence again. Hey, Saturday, when you get to the ground, it's all right, isn't it? It's like right, I, you know, I'm here now. It's, it's tangible. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the day before that really kills you off. Um, so yeah, at the moment I'm confident. Ask me Saturday, I'll be bricking it. Sunday morning I'll be I'll be bricking it still. Once I get into the ground, it's like who who cares anymore? Like I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen bad things as an Orange fan. I don't think it can get worse than that. So, um, no, I, I, I'm just really excited to see how it plays out and, and see how you guys go at it. Are you going to sit back? Are you going to soak up the pressure for a draw? Or are you going to go for it? Because let's not also forget, it's been a long while since you guys have won a derby. 2009. Uh, 2009. There's been some crushing defeats in there as well. I'm not just rubbing it in, but the has. Oh, no, it's you been, sh- been horrific. Do you know what? I think it started in 97. It's not been the same since that 5-0. Right. And then we came back mega, mega confident the next one and Bellamy 
um, scored for one nil. And honestly, yeah. even the year we went up, Robert scored twice. I remember Rob Green yeah. um, kept us out in the other game, and we didn't beat you then. And there's a couple of the Danny Haynes games and the Gio De Santos, and but really, it's been ho- utterly horrible. And the the thing I liken it to is, it's like a bloke you work with who you just don't like, who's a little bit better looking than you. And just every girlfriend you get, he just steals off you. Do you know what I mean? Imagine that. Imagine that. It's just horror. And, you know, you talk about that six minutes in in Norwich. I felt sick for the entire time. It kind of, when when you scored, it was like, oh, okay, right. Yeah, good. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, Yeah. we're, we're back. I actually felt physically sick. It's strange, isn't it? It's strange. It's but supposed to be fun. <laughs> well, it's definitely not. I, I, I don't enjoy Derby Day at all. Not at all. The, the hostility is not fun. Um, I don't. The, the ninety minutes is painful. The best bit about it is when that final whistle blows. Definitely. But I, I don't. I don't want to kind of coming back to the whole point about you guys not winning the game for a while. I don't want to come at this from an Ips, from what you guys are feeling because look, I don't know what it's like to be an Ipswich fan, but. I just think the way you started the season and the slight regression in form since then, if you were to lose against us this weekend, you're back to kind of square one because you're probably not going to get in the playoffs from here on if you lose to us. The the the, the attendances have been poor this season. There hasn't been that much investment. Like it's it's not a great place to be, is it? On the other hand, if you win, happy days. It it it, it is a very fine line. Yeah, it's it's odd because I mean. The attendances, that's that's been going for like mm. that's not a this season thing, that's been dropping kind of steadily, steadily. So this will be the biggest attendance, but I don't think it's gonna be that much above twenty thousand. Um that, that that's crazy. That's um, I, that I can't get my head around that because Well you you guys have probably got the most ex- exciting proposition for, for years in terms of what you're trying to build and what McCarthy's got going on and and you still can't Fill well, the stadium. I'm not having a. I'm not like having no, a pop no, no, here. No. It's, just a, it's just genuine confusion from my. Honestly, from if my you're part. if you're on the inside of it, so what's happened is I think a thousand people kind of dropped their season tickets in protest. Um, yeah, you know this season, and basically mm. a lot of them, what until McCarthy goes, they're they're not gonna. They kind of blame McCarthy as much as they blame Evans. So it's a long. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah. and a lot of them have got their pride now. So even when we won the first four games, they're like, "Oh no, no, I'm still, still not, still not coming back or what have you." And without trying to sound like a wise after the event, those first four games were odd. They were very odd. Yeah. We, we beat a strange Birmingham team. Uh, yeah, we beat Millwall in this weird four-three game and scored in the last minute um we beat Brentford with no centre-backs played four full-backs Brentford had like 107 percent possession and we won two nil and Barns- Barnsley hammered us for like the first half and then he made a double sub and um and we beat Luton in the cup and Luton and Luton you know so um but then strangely we haven't actually been that bad in some of the I mean Fulham murdered us absolutely yeah absolutely destroyed us but it was quite tight against Sheffield United I mean you'll know how how they play it's kind of up and at them yeah yeah yeah. you know it's not I got got a load of shit on YouTube saying this is a straightforward team and they all took it as an insult but it was like no that's in the championship that's that's a good thing that's a good thing because if you've got a goal scorer and a decent centre midfielder and you don't lose any goals you're probably finishing the top 
nine or something, weren't you? So yeah, um, I can see from the outside how how it looks, and I think it will take a bit of the the big thing is when McCarthy's contract um, when they find out whether he's negotiating or whether he is going to walk and whether people then come back or whether pe- more people... I don't know what the hell's going to happen. But Yeah, I, I think... I was, it, I, was at, I was at the Ipswich um, press conference before the Sheffield United game covering it for, for who I work for and McCarthy strikes me as just a top, top guy and I, and I kind of liken it to when we were under Chris Hewton because Chris Hewton took us to like our highest Premier League finish for, for ages Yet the football we played was just utter dross, and <laughs> it, it was it was painful. And I don't watch Ipswich week in week out, but from an outsider's perspective, and trying to be as neutral as possible, McCarthy seems like he's punt. You know, you're punching above your weight to have McCarthy, and it is definitely Evans at fault because I I think if if McCarthy had that investment, if he had a bit of backing, you you guys could push on. Let's not forget, you guys were in the playoffs. With a pretty damn average team. That was the worst thing that could have happened, though, because Evans went, oh, this is easy. All I need is this big Irish guy, and he'll score 27 goals yeah, or, or what have you. And then he didn't He didn't put any money. We were having the same conversation on the pod, actually, comparing it to the Sheffield Wednesday guy. If McCarthy yeah, had yeah. either that squad or that amount of money, he'd be way higher. I think the contention people have got with McCarthy is um, just the style of play sometimes. And yeah. Would someone else just make... And it's just the fun going out of it. I was I was thinking about it. I was listening to your podcast earlier and I was thinking about it. Would you swap? Uh, you've had like three Premier League years, but you've had a relegation and a year in... Do- I think every Ipswich fan would swap the relegation, the year in Division 2, all of that, just, yeah. for, just for the excitement. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather, rather than championship, championship, championship every year, you know. Yeah, and I, I've, I can completely sympathise with that because I, I know what it's like to, to watch pretty pretty dull football week in week out and um yeah look you you want you want the fun and it's certainly been fun watching Norwich over the past sort of 10-15 years the time I've been watching us and um that's mainly been some fantastic managers and pretty awful managers and strange ownership along the way so um yeah it, it's 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 strange isn't it looking at kind of other clubs when when you don't support them and 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 look and acting like you've got knowledge in, in terms of the problems that you can solve but um yeah, no, I think both clubs are in a, a very interesting kind of time at the moment. Absolutely. Um, let, well, let's talk some Nelson Oliveira then. Um, so I'd just like to preface this by reading out Nelson Oliveira's record um, in the top four of the top divisions in Europe. So in the top division for Portugal, he scored zero goals in 12 games. In the top <laughs> division in France, eight in 30. That's not that bad, is it? Um, in Spain, four in 30. And in England, um, one in ten. So um, when we when we're talking about better players and whatnot, this is a guy who um, is clearly a failure four times over at the top level. But it seems to be quite a good player. So what were his exact comments? It, he didn't use the word bigger because bigger always annoys me because bigger doesn't doesn't even mean anything, does it? What is yeah. what is what is bigger? Um, so he said um, Norwich is a better club with better players so do you agree with neither both or one one of those statements i mean i suppose first of all, what what defines better club is it, are we defining that on quality at the moment or are well, we defining that on, I, on, on on being a family club or what, what are we saying it here? because it i want to get this straight it doesn't mean anything does it it's meaningless if you say so look there's lots of metrics 
who's got the most fans? Well, who gets the bigger attendances? So Norwich. Um, Norwich. Who's got the higher league positions? So for this decade, Norwich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who? Um, who wins the games between the two teams? Well, draw, 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 and then you go back and it's Norwich. Um, yeah. So in terms of performance for the last decade. There's, it's very, very hard logically to argue against Norwich being, being better. Yeah, um, the I do get a bit embarrassed when I see Ipswich fans all the time talking about stuff that happened in 1981 and you know all this, and it's like, okay, that was amazing and that was wonderful, and if you were there, brilliant. And I do think that it gave us a skewed idea of our position in the world because. You know, for 15 years, we were a top team in England and in Europe. And then you look at it, it's a little town in East Anglia and you're, you're up against, you know, Manchester, Birmingham, London, all these much bigger towns. Um, what I will say is, and I, I found this, I made a YouTube video about Martin Waghorn um, being sold from Rangers. And I realised about, you know, this big club thing. It got like, way more views than any of my other videos got and I kind of thought oh god it's because it's Glasgow Rangers isn't it and then you think that's a big club but both Ipswich and Norwich would beat Glasgow Rangers wouldn't they so it's kind of weird and the one thing I would say as well is there's a lot of goodwill um towards Ipswich from um you know from Bobby Robson and you know those days but you you forward that on 20 years there's not going to be people <laughs> who, you know, they're not even going to know what Ipswich did in the, um, I don't know. It's it's a tricky, that's the bigger club thing. In terms of better players, if it was playoff season 14-15, there's no argument. Norwich had way better players than, than Ipswich. I don't, I mean, you can probably tell me. I don't know how much there is in it. You'd probably give it to Norwich slightly on, on better players, but there's probably a few Ipswich players would get in the Norwich team now, whereas in playoff time probably Murphy and that would be that would be about it uh, Mings maybe as well so in terms of Ipswich players that would get into the Norwich team at, at, at the moment um, I don't really know your squad well enough I'd still kind of guess that there wouldn't be many because we do on paper have a very good team and in terms of the bigger club argument I kind of come at it from a very biased standpoint in terms of I'm 19 years old. My whole lifetime, pretty much, Norwich, yeah, there's been a few odd results, but certainly in the past decade, Norwich have been the bigger club. And if any Ipswich fans say say that uh, Ipswich have, have been the bigger and better club, it, it, it's a deluded standpoint. On the other hand, my whole of my dad's family are from Suffolk. They were all Ipswich fans. And I, I've heard of these stories from, from the 80s and, and, and whatever. And, and, and I know enough to know that Ipswich were, were, were an almighty club. I think... I think the thing here is, am I right? Am I right in saying Ipswich are the only professional football club in Suffolk? Yes. And Norwich are the only professional football club in Norfolk. So we are very much in a bubble. Now, if you come from Norfolk, Norwich are a huge football club. If you come from Suffolk, Ipswich are a huge football club. You go anywhere else, we're minuscule, we're nothing. But because we're in that bubble, it seems like Norwich are the biggest thing ever and Ipswich are the biggest thing ever. And we're competing at a very high level. When in actual fact, if you look, if you look back, we're, we're small clubs in a, in, a, in a pretty average league. So it's, um, 
at the moment, I think Norwich are performing better. I think we've got better foundations to build from. But if you look at the Ipswich Stadium, it's bigger. If, if, you, if you look at the history, Ipswich's history is better. So it, it's a tough one. But I think if you, if you jump out of our bubble, sad to say it, we're both quite small clubs. Very, very well put. I, I just I sent a tweet the other day. I just urge people to live in the moment. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, look, there's a really good system to decide which team's the best in each league. You all play each other twice, and whoever <laughs> finishes top is the best, yeah? And if you finish yeah. below someone, they're better than you. And there's a yeah. really good system to decide who's got the better players. You both play each other twice a year, and you see who wins. And I think, I think Ipswich fans are just a little bit scared of that because they know that by that metric, it doesn't read well. But you just have to be honest about these, these things. It comes and it goes and you know at the moment well certainly for pretty much a decade um it's it's not been <laughs> not, not been going our way i don't think either fans kind of help look we, we we've both got an argument to kind of go with the fact that we're the bigger club you know we've been dominant over the, over the past 10 decades and you can obviously go back to kind of, to kind of the 80s and, and 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 have a definite leg to stand on i don't think we help each other there was, a, there was a good tweet from a Norwich fan I saw, I think it was yesterday, when obviously Nelson Oliveira came out with them comments. And then I think there was an article published in the um, East Anglian Daily Times from, forgive me, I've forgotten his name, the leg, your legend who said... Oh, Crawford. Yeah, you, yeah so Crawford. And it, it, and it was a, it was a Norwich fan and basically que- tweeted that article and said, it's very apt of Ipswich to have to pull out an 85-year-old player to, uh, <laughs> to say how big it was jarred. It, it, it is true because... You have to kind of look so far in the past. It, it, I think that was very apt in terms of the way the, the arguments have been settled over, over previous years. So, um, yeah, look, it, 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 it's an argument that, you, that you'll never back down on and will never back down. And I don't think there'll ever be a, a solid answer on that. But uh, I, can re- I can sleep well at night believing that we're the bigger club. And I'm sure you can sleep well at night thinking you're the bigger club. So oh, if that's the way I do. I, no, I, I don't believe we're the bigger club. Not at the moment. We have the better history. And our yeah. our highest high point has been higher than your highest high point. Um, but it, but it, it comes and it goes, doesn't it? You know. And the thing we came up with, we discussed this on the pod coming up to the last game last season. If you compare our rivalry with you to our rivalry with Colchester, where we're never in the same division, we're always better than them. There is no rivalry. This is a, yeah. this is a brilliant rivalry. It's it's awesome. Do you know what I mean? And okay, you've been beating us up for you know the last ten years, but other than but there were times when it was you know where we we beat you a lot, and you know maybe it'll maybe it'll come back round, and hopefully for our sake it will. The beautiful thing about this derby is it is incredibly unique because what there's there's forty nearly fifty miles between the clubs. I go back to the point, we're the only professional club in Norfolk. You're the only professional club in Suffolk. That, I don't think there's like another county, another place in the country, another derby where that's the case. So we've, we've got like the whole of Norfolk support Norwich, the whole of Suffolk support Ipswich. You've got this massive coming together. We've, over the past, well, forever really, we've been playing at a fairly similar standard. And that's a really good thing. And that's something that should be cherished, I think, because... It is a special day and it is a special rivalry. Um, it, the, the pain it brings isn't nice, but the joy it brings when it happens is, is something that um, that will live, live with you forever. So it's uh, yeah, we might hate it when the, when the day is here, but it's, uh, it's something that should definitely be cherished. That's for sure. I think um, something you said chimes with me. 
I think 90% of the time people aren't answering who's the bigger club. They're answering who's my favourite club. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah, it falls down that way. Oh, how grown up we are, Jack. Hey? Um, I know. Right, we, <laughs> we always do this. Um, in Did I actually get a prediction out of you? Or did you did you no, filibuster I that one beautifully? I don't think I gave, I, I gave a politician's answer. I think, and I don't <laughs> think I've got a prediction to be honest. <laughs> the, your prediction is you've got no idea that what's going to happen. The only thing I can predict is that I'm going to be very nervous on Sunday morning. That's the only the only thing I, I can guarantee will happen. Except for that is carnage, basically. Am I being totally biased in thinking the last several times at Portman Road, it feels like we've come out, settled, been the better side, and you've taken the lead. That's how it feels. Sorry, say that again. Every, say that again. It feels like every time we've kind of come out, settled fairly well, been doing all right, and then you've literally just scored with your first chance. That's how it feels yeah, no, every time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I completely agree, um, especially away from home. Uh, it, it, but let's go back to the, to the playoff semi-final down at Carrow Road when we've just taken the lead. Tommy Smith then scores completely against the run of play. And I'm, I'm, I'm sat in my seat and I'm thinking we're not going to chuck this away, are we? Surely not. And then we go and score. So that was almost a game where you got back into it where it was very much undeserved. But yeah, like the, especially the past three seasons, three games at Portman Road, it's been, um, you've settled, we've nicked the goal, you've scored, and the rest of the 45 minutes has just been dead. So um, mm. hopefully, I think it will. I think that's my prediction. We're going to see a game this Sunday that we haven't seen from an East Anglian derby for a very long while. <laughs> He's just not going to, just not going to get a prediction out of him. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it's it's going to be different. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, so we we have a bit of fun with um all our people. So, um, you're quite a bit younger than me, I think, Jack. Um, your favourite Norwich player since you've been watching? Do you go back to that awesome um Mike Walker team? No, 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 definitely not. So my the first kind of team I remember watching. He's kind of like oh three oh four, so I'm not I'm nineteen. Nigel, so. Nigel Worthington, yeah, yes, worthy. Um, so like Huckabee, Leon McKenzie, um, Ewan Roberts, players like that, Dean Ashton. So that's kind of like my early good memories. Um, but my so what's the what's the what's the question here? My favourite Norwich player, favourite player since you've been watching, yeah. So the obvious one is Grant Holt, absolute legend. Gave it big to you. Still giving it big on Twitter. Uh, you you hate him. I love the fact. <laughs> He's our, he's our, he, he, he doesn't look like a footballer, does he? he, he he's just a bit of, um, you know, he's, he's our, he's our little shit, basically. <laughs> it, 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 nice to have someone like that. He's ours. Uh, in terms of the unobvious answer, I think probably Leon McKenzie. I, I love, I love his story. I think he was a great footballer. Um, he he's actually scored very... two on his debut at Portman Road as well, didn't he? And that helps. That helps. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's a, he's a, Top top geezer, and I, I think I think Ipswich fans should have a lot of respect for Leon McKenzie. I know he's scoring against you, but that man's had a tough life, and, and he's done very well from it. So um, no, I think I think there's certain people where you put rivalries aside, and you go actually they're like, they're a proper nice guy. This is um, so Leon McKenzie's my one for that. This is the state of it though, is that if you hear like a Leeds fan saying, "Oh, Alan Shearer scored twenty past us," or an Everton fan talking about Ian Rush. And if you're an Ipswich yeah. fan, it's David Nugent and Grant Holt. Do you know what I mean? You don't, if you're, or if you're a Madrid fan and Messi has scored 24 past you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But Grant Holt and David Nugent, <laughs> I mean, really. We thought, we thought you were going to be nailed on to sign him. That, you know, that would have just been the one, wouldn't it? Nugent to Norwich and that's seven goals in, against us 
in both games combined. Yeah. Um, right, let me do my plugs, Jack, and then I'm going to give you the last word. Um, right, so if you've got this far, thank you very much. Um, you can obviously subscribe to the podcast on Acast or iTunes. Please give us a nice rating and a review. You can follow my um, game reviews on YouTube at Benjamin Bloom. I'm at Benjamin Bloom on Twitter. The pod is at Blue Monday ITFC on Twitter, where you can find your Blue Monday t-shirts and if you want your king knudsen canary killer t-shirt you needed to have ordered it because it won't get to you before sunday but hopefully hopefully someone will be worthy of a new t-shirt after the game um jack thank you so much for coming on it's been a great conversation and it's nice to talk football with an orange fan instead of the normal sticking two fingers up across a stand or whatever like you'll see a lot of on on um on Sunday. Um, would you like to have the last word, my friend, and just give another plug for your YouTube stuff? Yeah. So first of all, a massive thank you for having me on here. Um, it, 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 like you say, it is nice to have a, a genuine conversation with the Ipswich fan. And I think on the whole, Ipswich fans are a nice bunch and Norwich fans are a nice bunch. It's just, we only ever meet when we both hate each other. When we're at our worst. Yeah. Exactly. And, and when you've only got 140 characters to try and get as much abuse in, into that as, as possible. So, uh, <laughs> That's the state of things. But when you actually sit down in, in, in a kind of relaxed atmosphere, I'm sure we're going to be giving it big to each other on Sunday. Um, but no, it's, it's nice. And I'm just going to put it out there again. I do think that this Sunday's game will be exciting. With that being said, it's a guaranteed nil-nil draw. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and we're both going to be contemplating our lives walking out of Portman Road. So thank you for having me on. If you want to see some Norwich City content, there'll be content after the game on Sunday and head over to Talk Norwich City if you don't want to see that. Um, probably you want to see it if you win. If you lose, don't bother coming over. It's going to be it's going to be painful for you guys. So, uh, yeah. Whichever way, give him, give him the it. views. Whichever way, he wants the views. Right, thank you so much, Jack. And um, we'll see you on Sunday. See you Sunday. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.